five minutes a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now it's Texans All Access. Happy Friday, everybody! Welcome in, and a good Friday to you. I hope you have a good Friday every day, but obviously this is Good Friday. So for all of you celebrating, happy Good Friday. John Harris here in his home. Mark Vandermeer there, I'm hoping, in his home. Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, we had the uh, fish and chips tonight, Johnny, and the little guy's just not not digging the fish and chips. You know, if it's not chicken tenders and fries, <laughs> he's not going to eat it. So we've got that problem. I think a lot of parents can relate to that with a seven-year-old. Uh, yeah, well, did you tell him that it was chicken nuggets just in a different form? Should have or is he going to sniff well, that out? The big mistake was last week we got the kids' version of the fish and chips, and mm. it turned out to be catfish and chips, and he didn't dig the catfish. But I was like, he'll like the regular British version, right? Because who <laughs> yeah. wouldn't like that? But apparently he doesn't like that either. Yeah. So here we go. Doesn't like the British version. He would not have liked going over to London because I think I had the British version of fish and chips, I think, I think four times. I think oh, four yeah. times. That's all. In we fact, were that was our that was our meal on the yeah on the way out after the game was over. You know, typically on a, just peek behind a curtain on a road game. We when everything's all done and all of our our media opportunities are done and you and Dre are done, we all you know go down to the buses and so I'm all packed up and I'm ready to go to the bus and I see a few of the. Uh, a few of the people there in the stadium are like, oh, go over here, go over here. And so I'm like, I'm just kind of following the crowd, so to speak. There's a couple of players. I'm just kind of following them. And they go right into the cafeteria. And I'm like, oh, I, am I supposed to be in here? And I, I see Jacob, and I'm like, Jacob, who helps Lad with nutrition, I said, Jacob, you mind if I get food before he goes? Hey, yeah, no problem, no problem. Just make sure the players get in front of you. It was fish and chips, and it was mm. excellent. Right there mm. at Wembley Stadium, it was absolutely fantastic. So – uh, yeah, uh, Lil Vandermeer would not have liked uh, being over in, in Britain with no chicken. I'm sure there's chicken nuggets somewhere in Britain. We just uh, in, in London. I I just never found them. I didn't. I wasn't really looking though either. Bangers and mash. There's well, no that's doubt. true. Speaking yeah. of bangers, Mark, we ended up with a banger yesterday, and we're going to get that in a little bit. We're also going to have Nick Martin on the show. Later on, he, uh, I would say, sat down before an interview with Drew, but I think everybody's sitting down for interviews lately. We'll also have some more likely to happen, but it was about, uh, about 10 minutes later than this yesterday where we found out, in fact, we were about to go to a break, and I just happened to go on Twitter real quickly um, as we had lost the general in communication, and we found out why. The Texans had made the deal for Brandon Cooks, Mark, we've had 24 hours basically to just digest this information because yesterday wheels are spinning. I mean, we're we're kind of I don't say flying blind. I mean, we knew all about Brandy Cooks, but we hadn't had an opportunity at that point to be prepared for. Okay, what does this guy do? How can he help us? We knew things that he could do just right off the top. We remembered the game in 2017 where he really just eaten up the Texans uh, in a win for New England, 36-33 in Foxborough in September. But you asked the question, you know, why, what, what happened in L.A. last year? You only had 43 catches, 500-plus yards. When you had a chance over the last 24 hours to think about this deal for the Texans, what, what kind of is your thought? What, what have you come back to with all this? I'll give you some of mine. What have, you been, what have you been thinking about with this whole deal as you've been able to digest Brandon Cooks going to the Ensemble Texans? Ensemble cast at wide receiver that is going to be interesting because you have – different pieces to plug in at different times. And, you know, I, I assume Cobb's the slot guy and Cooks can go deep, but he's a good route runner. You can do different things with him. Watching the highlight video, Johnny, and I haven't had a chance to read your 101 yet, which is uh, it's on HoustonTexans.com and the Texans app. i got to read that. But uh, sometimes I like to guess. You know, I like to – it's just like when I do my Vandermock. I like to do it first and then see how I did versus the Harris 100. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see if I, if I had right. this right. But I was watching some of the highlights, and – not only can he go deep, but those receiver screens that, let's be honest, don't work out as often as we'd like them to for the Houston <laughs> Texans, uh, I think that now they will work yeah. a lot better because of who he is speed-wise. He's got that twitch. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, uh, but he, he, he catches the ball big at times. You throw that ball downfield, he's going up for it. 
but the screens, the deep balls, uh, what he can add that way, and then you combine it with everything else you have to work with. And again, we know that the health thing is obviously very important for everybody, but if you have everybody healthy, or at least most of the guys healthy, you've got an exciting offense, and I just think that it adds such a boost to this group right now, the way it's laid out. You know, we're living right now in the off-season version of the post-DeAndre Hopkins era, and I just think that with everything they have to work at the work with, the way they can spread you out, it's going to be tough for defenses to deal with. Where's the ball going? Obviously, once you play a few games, you're going to see who you know the favorite Watson targets are in this offense. But you know, Cobb is Cobb is brand new. You got Cooks brand new. I, I'm really curious to see how they're going to utilize these guys and which one's going to get the ball most often and in what situations. And I think they can really keep people off balance. And I got to think that you think somewhat similarly. Yeah, I do actually. I I went back and I just you know, just started watching games. Of course, I <laughs> I went back and I watched the, the 2017 game um, against the Texans, and I realized Jonathan Banks was in coverage on Brandon Cooks, and that probably didn't go well. Oh boy, um, that that should have been a sign of where we were gonna where we were gonna head in 2017. The fact that Jonathan Banks was covering uh, Brandon Cooks, but. Mark, we, the instant that this deal went down, and of course, once it once it goes down, and I'm reading that to you, just the thoughts come through my head as you're talking, and as you were just talking now, just thoughts are coming to my head. And the first thing that hit me was he can fly. Like let's not let's just let's go to he can absolutely just jet, and that was the first thing that came to mind. I didn't even think about the concussions. I just thought about. He can get up and go. And then it's like, okay, at a rough 2019 season, why? Okay, he had the concussions. All right, well, he, ew, man. All right, it gets a little sticky. But, man, he can absolutely run. How does that manifest itself out on the field? And so I was like, okay, let me, get, let me go just watch a game. And so I just picked the Browns game. And I, I watched the, the, the condensed broadcast copy Last night, just sitting on the couch and watching it as my wife was getting dinner ready, which is fabulous, by the way. And I'm sitting there watching this game. And I'm like, oh, my God, it feels so good to hear Chris and Al, which we'll get to later in the show because there's news on that. And I'm just watching and I'm like, wow, he's wide open. Like, he's wide open. I think he had seven or eight catches in that game. He's wide open. So then I went to the coach's film this morning to like, all right, let me dive. Let me dive in. Like, why was he so wide open? And. I realized as I watched it, I was like, you know, there are fast guys in the NFL. There are just there there are guys that can just absolutely smoke up and down a field. But the guys that end up being great are the guys that end up learning how to control their speed and then using their speed to manipulate defenses and defensive backs in particular. As I'm watching Brandon Cooks, especially in that game against Cleveland, I can't help but think. Good Lord, they're so scared of his speed. Look how he uses his speed on this route. Look how he uses it on this route. What a good, really good route runner he is. Look how he sells routes. And, Mark, one of the things that, that I realize, and, and, and I'm not saying this because should have taken a rookie, should not have taken a rookie, all that kind of stuff, but rookie wide receivers. Just one of the things that I have watched, and I've watched every single one of these really good wide receivers that are coming out, all of them. I mean, I don't know. I've probably watched 50, 60 wide receivers in some sense. And one of the things that I've noticed about them is that they don't have what Brandon has in that Brandon runs his route as if he's going deep on you every single time. And then you got to buy it. Like, are you going to buy T.J. Carey's got to buy it. He's covering Brandon Cooks. He's got deep third coverage. He's like, I can't get beat by Brandon Cooks. He turns and runs and takes off, and then Cooks breaks down, runs the deep out, 17-yard first down, and it's just, wow. But he runs his routes 1,000%. Like, he is flying. I see these college receivers, and they're kind of counting their steps. They're slowing down before they're going through their breaks. I'm like, man, NFL corners are going to eat that stuff up. Mm. Well, you get a ready-made, explosive burst with Brandon Cooks. No matter where you put him in the slot, uh, in motion, whether you have him one-on-one as an X receiver 
There's a lot you can do with Brandon Cooks, and he is going to put defensive backs on notice with the way that he runs routes and how fast and explosively he gets on those corners. If they're going to play off, you're done. If they're going to play press and he physically beats the press off the line, forget it. You're done. If you're, you know, the Texans have run that deep over route a bunch. I mean, how many times have we seen that? One of the things I put in my football 101 mark was he was on the left side of the formation and Goff ran a bootleg to the right. Mark, he caught the over route five yards away from TJ Carey. Literally, he was in press coverage and he ran five yards ahead of Carey, caught the ball for a first down, turned up, got five more yards before he ran out of real estate. It was about a 17, 18-yard gain. I see that route every week in the NFL, not just us running it, other teams running it. I watch it on TV. I rarely if ever have seen that particular player running that crossing route, A, get that wide open, B, make a catch, and C, then get up the field. But I saw Brandon Cooks do that. So all that being said, the way that he manipulates speed and what he brings to this offense is going to be really, really fun. And, of course, we do have to couch you with if because he has dealt with concussions, if Will Fuller's healthy. Look, there's a lot of ifs there, and I think that's the concern and that's the worry. But if those guys are healthy, there's a, a buffet that they're able to go to and use at any one particular point and put a maximum amount of pressure on defenses because of Brandon Speed, Will Speed, Kenny Speed, Randall's experience and what he can do in the slot. There's a lot of different things they can do and really kind of put it in the plate of Deshaun Watson to say, okay, do his choice, big guy. It's all there. It's what you're looking for. Now go have some fun. Well, here's the other thing you got to think about, too. It's like I said, it's an ensemble. You have four guys, whoever is fifth, maybe sixth. And I say maybe because, man, I don't know. You're running out of slots on the 53 man roster. And whoever those guys are going to be, they have to be able to play special teams. Right. So would you keep five and then say, well, look, we'll just go with six DB or six corners because we need special teams players and we need guys who can make tackles on special teams, which is a key thing. And not all receivers are up for doing that on special. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they piece it all together. But as you're talking, I'm thinking you're describing all the things Cooks can do. And then you add that with Fuller. Then you add that with Stills. Then you add that with Cobb. And it starts to get to be a lot of fun. And then you add, add that to what the tight ends can do and the backs out of the backfield. And all of a sudden you're motioning David Johnson wide. They thought you were running the ball. And, oh, my gosh, what's coming? But you mentioned health also. Uh, if you keep three of the four healthy, even two of the four, that's a pretty good group because even two, any two of those guys is pretty good. And that is a nice little percentage you have to work with because injuries do crop up in the NFL. Plus, you're probably going to draft a receiver at some point anyway. Now, it might not be a top-flight guy who can start right away, whatever, mm-hmm. maybe a developmental guy. I don't know how they'll put that together. And, Johnny, as you're talking, I'm also thinking about one other thing. The offensive line and protection for Deshaun Watson and whatever kind of jump this group, after having a full season together or basically almost a full season with Titus Howard getting hurt, and I know they don't have the offseason, but isn't it true that the O-line needs this part of the offseason a little bit less than maybe some of the other position groups because, yeah, they can get some choreography down, but what are the coaches always telling us? We're not going to know until we get to camp, until we can see them start hitting. Uh, that's the key thing here. Well, it looks like that might be all we get. So the O-line, good thing that they've worked together and good thing that these receivers are seasoned pros and not rookies that, could, that are going to need a lot of time that won't get the OTAs in all likelihood to develop. So plug and play sounds kind of cliche and everything, but you have more of a chance of that with this receiving group and an O-line that's worked together than you would if you were just throwing it all together in training camp and seeing how it goes on opening day. Well, think back to the last year's training camp. You know, being back home after two years to Greenbrier was fun, but it just brought so many more people to the party, if you will. And, oh, my God, is Matt Khalil going to play left tackle? Wait, wait, who's going to play left guard? Wait, Titus to left guard. Wait, is he going to go to right guard? What's going to do with Sharping? And remember all that discussion during training camp last year about what was going to happen with the offensive line. And then, of course, the deal's made for Laramie. Week three, Max jumps in at left guard. Titus moves over to right tackle. And you look out at the offensive line, you go, well, okay, you got two rookies. And you got Laramie. That's the first time that all those guys are playing together. And now they're going to face Bosa and Ingram. And at the end of the day, we looked up and went, uh, they had half a sack and two pressures over the entire game 
um, okay, I think this is going to work. If we can keep these guys together and playing together, wow. I think the, the, the irony in some, in some sense, Mark, is you have this group of really, really fast wide receivers. So you just kind of do the math. You've got fast wide receivers. They can get separation. They get open. They can get separation. They get open. They can get separation quicker so Deshaun can get rid of the ball faster. Well, you've got an offensive line now that actually can give Deshaun a little bit more time to throw. We actually need this offensive line maybe back the last few years when we didn't have quite have all that in the receiving core. But now we've got really fast guys at wide receiver, an offensive line hopefully to, uh, to protect Deshaun. You've got two athletic, mobile, versatile running backs to go with it. You're going to add some more in the draft. I would think, and this was kind of, this was kind of my thought anyways, Mark, and I, I've been thinking about this after the, the Hopkins trade and the Texans had picked up number 40. I just kind of felt like, man, maybe 40 isn't the right spot to go wide receiver because it is a deep draft. And now for I, I'm, I felt like defense was the way that they could have gone and, and should have gone and should go. And I think that's – I don't want to say that's a lock right now, but it really feels that way that at 40 that will end up being somebody that can impact the defense and maybe even number 90. Uh, where they're, they're picking in the third round. That'll, that'll be a defender as well. But they've got draft picks. They're not going in there with you know, one pick. They've got a second. Um, they've, got a, they've got a third. Um, they've got multiple picks in the seventh round where they picked a guy like Cullen Gillespie last year who helped them on special teams and on offense at the end of the year. So they've still got picks that they can use. There are still players out on the street uh, that at some point they can bring into the fold after the compensatory formula uh, cuts off. Um, if they want to be able to do that, players to help fill out the roster. You know, that's when they found a guy like Jalila Dye uh, last year. That's when they were able to find him and bring him into the fold. And how valuable was he? So there are still ways to continue to improve this team. They did it yesterday with Brandon Cooks. They'll continue to do it in the draft. They will continue to look for ways to do it. And to quote Bill O'Brien, this is April. Mm-hmm. We don't play till September. Just hang on because things can continue to change and improve as this team gets closer and closer. But I know, Mark, the hand-wringing and all that went with yesterday from some national pundits and all that. Well, what are they doing, Brandon Cooks? I, I, I look at all that, and I'm just like, man, the other side of this is you got a 26-year-old receiver, a vet who can absolutely fly, who knows this offense, and now gets to play with Deshaun Watson opposite Will Fuller and play with Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills. To me, mm. that doesn't sound like a bad thing um, at all. If you ask me, but that's just my opinion. Johnny, it sounds like, to me, the best receiving core in the division. I mean, call me strange, but how is it not? Am I right or am I right? Is it the best receiving core in the AFC South? Well, let's see. Titans, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, um, Adam Humphreys. It's okay. It's all right. Colts. You don't know the Colts have got to, they got to add somebody, but right now it's T.Y. Hilton and a bunch of unproven guys. Um, right. And then in Jacksonville, you know, look, DJ Chark took some took a pretty big step last year mm-hmm. in what he was able to do. But as a group, you know, D.D. Westbrook still hasn't quite gotten there yet. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any any question outside of and as we mentioned earlier, if if those guys are healthy. Uh, even if three of the four are healthy, you feel like you definitely have the best. You have the best targets in the AFC South. You have the best quarterback in the AFC South. You should be able to move the football against teams definitely in the AFC South, and then take that next leap. How do you get better to go win the AFC when you take on the big dogs, Baltimore and Kansas City? Well, you're gonna fight fire with fire now. Baltimore is gonna run Marquise Brown. Uh, and the speed at receiver that Baltimore has, and Casey's going to run out the guys we've seen for the last couple of years. Well, okay, get a little of our heat. It's like uh, Nuke, Lelouch, uh, Nuke Lelouch said in Bull Durham. Yeah, he hasn't seen our heat. Well, okay, uh, <laughs> we're going to bring our heat too. And it's just a matter of those guys now staying healthy. Uh, I agree. I you mean, didn't that, think I was this... going to quote Nuke Lelouch tonight. No, but I'm glad you did. Uh, although the millennials are like, who? Who's Nuke Lelouch? I mean, what's Bull yeah. Durham? You know, yeah. our, our, it's really more like a Gen <laughs> Z thing. You know, some of the guys who work in our department are like, I haven't seen Bull Durham. I'm like, you haven't seen the Bible of sports movies? Are you kidding? Let's get on it, people. Let's go. 
Yeah, it's it, it's bad. We, we've got to do a better job of education in our building, Mark, to make sure that that definitely happens. Mm-hmm. But what I can promise you we will do is more likely to happen. Mark has got a list that he is going to hit me with. I, I guarantee you some of these are going to be pretty tough today. I have a feeling because we have done this for a little while. So I know Mark has been saving them up. He's going to empty the bucket next. More likely to happen right here on Texans All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Win with Texans checking by scoring exclusive tickets from First Community Credit Union. Just open a Texans checking account by December 31st, and you'll be entered to win season tickets for the 2020 season. That's two club-level tickets and parking pass for all home games, including the playoffs. Learn how to score big by visiting the playbook at FCCU.org forward slash season tickets. FCCU is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. Certain criteria apply. No purchase necessary to enter. See FCCU.org forward slash season tickets for the full details. FCCU is backed by the NCUA. Ah, the pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. It's Mattress Firm's semi-annual sale. Right now, save up to $400 on our top-rated brands, like 50% off a Sealy Queen mattress, now just $249.99. Plus, take home a free adjustable base when you spend $699. At Mattress Firm, we make it easy to find the right bed for you. So hurry and visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you to save today. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Offer value with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid to participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Whether you're scoring touchdowns or touching your toes, you depend on your body just like the pros do. At Houston Methodist, we treat you with the same expert care the Houston Texans have relied on from day one. From the starting lineup to starting a new exercise, your body is made to move, and we have the expertise to keep it that way. Houston Methodist is the official health care provider for the Houston Texans. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Hey, it's Deshaun Watson, quarterback for your Houston Texans. Looking for the right energy plan for your home? When you sign up on the Reliant Texans plan, you'll score a free jersey. Yeah, my Texans jersey, so you can represent Houston all season long. You'll also get an invitation to a Texans autograph session. It's a win-win. Go with Reliant and bring the power home. Call 1-866-RELIANT or visit Reliant.com slash Texans. Reliant, the official energy provider of the Houston Texans. Restrictions, terms, and conditions apply. PUCT number 10007. 
Teachers, are you looking for a resource to help your students blitz through the math section of the STAR test? Join Toro, the Houston Texans, and ConocoPhillips as they help third and fourth grade students tackle math together with Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a video series that will challenge your students on math topics like fractions, multiplications, division, and place value, all the while having some fun in the classroom. Sign your classroom up today for free at HoustonTexans.com and run your students through Toro's Math Drills. Presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Welcome back to the conversation. It's Texans All Access on Texans Radio. Yes, it is. John Harris here, Mark Vandermeer there. And Mark, during the break, uh, I just happened to pull up Rams Saints, mm-hmm. and I'm watching Brandon Cooks just run right by Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, Lattimore is 10 yards off from the playing quarters. And so it looks like he might have safety help, and he doesn't have it. But, I mean, Cooks runs right by him and then makes an over-the-shoulder Willie Mays catch. Do you think the Millennials know who Willie Mays is, by the way? Do you think they know? Uh, and they have no idea is what you're talking about. Over-the-shoulder over Willie Mays catch at the Polo Grounds. They have no clue. Yeah, no idea. No idea. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I guess it would be Jim Edmonds. Is that the is that the closest over the either way? Ooh, no, uh, even that would be. Brandon like, Cooks what? can play, man. I can't wait to see this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. even that one's that's even that's even before Y two K. I think, I think I can't. No, remember. no, no. But that's probably Edmonds? the only one I can think of that gets in the ballpark. Yeah, when did Edmonds make that diving over the shoulder uh, catch? No, it's after I, I got to look that up. I got to look that up. Hang on, now you no, got me. Either. Now you got me. Going no. Oh boy. Speaking of Jim Edmonds, you you know, he ended up with the Rona, man. Bad, it sounded like. Oh no. Really? Oh yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Nineteen ninety seven. Thank you. Yeah, okay. with the Angels. Millennials aren't gonna know that one either. But millennials do know more likely to happen. They know that, and Mark, you have your list in front of you of more likely to happen. And you're gonna try and stump me and put me on the spot, so here we go. All right, let's go here. More likely to happen. Oh, man, she's very loud tonight. Okay, more likely to have the most receptions in 2020. (laughs) Cooks, Cobb, Fuller, or a tight end? Cooks, Cobb, Fuller, or a tight end? I think there's an easy answer here, but I want to hear the creative answer. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Cooks, Cobb, Fuller, tight end. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was nondescript I about tight the tight end, end on purpose. Really? Well, I think the tight end group is going to end up. Now, if you ask that, if you change that to touchdown catches, I would say tight end because I would say Fells. Uh, because I think that's, yeah, I would say Fells uh, for tight ends, uh, for mm-hmm. ca- touchdown catches. Yeah, I would say Fells. Oh, boy, this is tough. I said the other day I thought that somebody would catch more than Cobb. And I think thinking of the number like 60 to 65. So I'm, I'm going to roll the more likely to happen dice and say that Will Fuller is the guy Ooh. who ends up with the most catches out of that entire group. Ooh. I'm going to go with that because here, here's, here's, my, here's my math on this, Mark. First of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope that this if that Will plays anywhere between 13 to 16 games. So let's say he plays 13. He's going to be targeted 8 to 10 times in those games, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're talking anywhere from 100 to 130 targets, if he catches half of those, you're talking about 65. Now, he's probably going to catch more than half. But you think of the targets that DeAndre Hopkins have. Now you've got to spread those out. And if you're as explosive as you think you are and you're going to pick up more first downs, play a little bit quicker, play a little bit faster, you're going to have more opportunities I think Will Fuller is going to end up being the beneficiary of those opportunities. Now, I think teams early on will try and take him away and do what they can. But I think similarly to the way that uh, the Texas were able to bought a hop, I think they'll be able to do it to Will Fuller. So I am banking on that if being Fuller staying healthy gets us 13 to 16 games. I'm thinking that he averages anywhere from four to five catches. That's anywhere from 64 to 80 if you play all 16. So I'm going to say it is Will Fuller, who is the leading reception. Uh, he's the leader in receptions for the Texans. What gets interesting is start to divvy up the receptions. 
and you start thinking, okay, if I think Fuller's getting 70, let's just say Fuller gets 70, what does that leave for Cooks, Cobb, mm. Stills, Fells, Waring, Akins, Thomas, Johnson, and Johnson? Yeah, I mean, well, that's a lot of really good pass catchers that have an opportunity at any one point during a game. I don't know. The more I'm thinking about it, maybe I'm too high on Will, but I just think Will's going to stay healthy and he's going to end up being the guy. But, man, you're gonna, you've are gonna got a ton of targets that can go to any one of those guys at any one time. It's going to be interesting. If we start thinking about the number of catches each guy would end up with, that could get kind of fun. Well, if Will Fuller could start and could start and could finish 13 games and the finish is big because like if you get hurt early on in one of the games that counts as a start and then you miss the next one hypothetically you know a lot of bad things can happen so if he could start and finish 12 13 games that's huge and then you're looking at if he's actually the leading receiver and the other guys are healthy this offense is cooking because of the pressure he puts on the defense now now that might be a lot to ask we'll see how that goes I just love what you can do here as a group and I just think it can be very interesting put a lot of pressure on the defense all right let's get to the next one here more likely to happen happen. okay thank you uh the rushing touchdown total more likely to have the most rushing touchdowns in the division Houston Tennessee Indianapolis, Jacksonville, as a team, the rushing touchdown leader as a squad, which one of the four is it going to be in 2020? I'm going to stay consistent with my answer. We we did one of these a few weeks back or a couple weeks back, or maybe mm-hmm. it was last week. My goodness, they all sort of run together. Uh, may have been last year. I said Indianapolis. When it comes to the running game, I think Indianapolis is the one to watch. I, look, I know I know what Phillip has got. We saw that in week three last year, and I think he started to dip afterwards. That's going to be a really interesting team to watch from here going forward. The addition of DeForest Buckner helps the defensive front, but Rivers, I don't know how much better they become if Rivers is playing like he did at the end of last year, which was throwing a lot of interceptions, racking up a lot of yards and keeping the other team in the game, or if not giving them the lead. But what Rivers is going to have is that running game. He's going to have Marlon Mack. He's going to have Naeem Hines. Um, They still have Wilkins. They may even add another weapon to the arsenal, and maybe it's kind of a weapon X, maybe like a LaVisca Chenault, a guy that can run the ball and be a receiver and do some of those things. I think it's it's Indianapolis. I do not trust Jacksonville uh, at all. I know they have what they have in Leonard Fournette. And I think Tennessee – Teams, when team, when Tennessee gets down inside the 10, down inside the 5, I think teams will do everything possible to make sure it's not Derrick Henry that puts it over the top. That they're going to force Ryan Tannehill to have to throw to one of those wide receivers, make those wide receivers beat man coverage, and force Ryan Tannehill to have to beat them. So I think the Colts are going to be the team uh, that I, I would go with as far as rushing touchdowns go. Passing touchdowns, I'll go with Houston. Rushing touchdowns, I'll go with Indianapolis. Okay. I mean, Deshaun Watson's total is going to add to this, and I'm just not so sure you're going to be right, but we'll see what happens here. Let's get to the next one. More likely to happen. Okay. Most likely to have two playoff teams in the AFC as far as the division goes. Now, obviously, you can have two of them that get multiple playoff teams, or you get one division that has three playoff teams. But let's Mm -hmm. go here. Oh, no, wait a minute. We got the seven. What am I saying? We got the extra one. But give me you the can have most the whole like, division go. What's, you can you have, the have the whole division go. You can have the whole division go. You can have the whole division. I don't think it'll go. happen, but you could. Boy, I I was thinking. You know what? All right, so let's just let's think about this for a moment. Think about this, Johnny. So the AFC okay. South has had two teams go to the playoffs each of the last three years, right? Yes. Yes. And nobody else has had that. Now the AFC East, interestingly enough, had two playoff teams last year, not in 2018. Yeah. But they did in 2017, and they did in 2016 because that's when the Dolphins went when Ryan Tannehill got hurt and Matt Moore had to play against Pittsburgh, which is really interesting that they had three out of four years with two teams coming out of that division, which we always make fun of, but we still should, I think. Everybody else but the Patriots. Anyway, (laughs) is it still the AFC South that has the best shot of getting two playoff teams in or or two or more? 
Or should we say the North with the Ravens and whatever the Steelers can cook up and an improving Browns team anyway on paper? Uh, is it the East? Can you write off the Patriots? I'm sure you can't. The Bills look like the favorites right now. Is it the West because Kansas City's so good? But who else is going to rise up? Is it the Raiders? Do the Broncos bounce back? Do the Chargers yeah. bounce back? What are your thoughts? I Going in reverse order, I think the West, I think the Broncos are going to be – are going to be – I don't say much improved, but this is on Drew. It's on Drew Locke now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw good Drew Locke two weeks later. Drew Locke was bad against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, now it's a snowstorm, but um, Drew Locke's got to find that consistent level. If he does, then Denver becomes all kinds of interesting. All kinds of interesting. No Chris Harris Jr. anymore. Uh, they added Melvin Gordon to the running game. Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay. Denver gets all kinds of interesting. I think the Chargers are interesting, but I just I'm not buying the quarterback situation. And I think they may have to turn to a rookie at some point. Um, the North, I do think the North could get two teams, but Pittsburgh has to have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm not ready to totally go all in on that. The East, I was on my buddy Sal Capaccio today in Buffalo, and I think the Bills are. When you look at the Bills. I don't think the Bills are, are a Rolls-Royce right now, but I do think the Bills have very, very few holes. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at them and go, man, receiver-wise, pretty darn good. Running back-wise, Devin Singletary, we saw that. Offensive line, they probably could use maybe an upgrade at, at some spot. And defensively, where do they have a weakness? Maybe the corner opposite Tra- uh, Tredavious White, maybe. But what's, what's the Bills – What's holding the Bills back from being the team in the AFC East? So I would probably say, that, yeah, I mean, Josh is, Josh is that guy. Wyoming, Josh can't get him there. But Buffalo, Josh, he can. Um, and there's a distinct difference between the two. So I'm going to end up saying that the South has the best opportunity to get two teams in there. I think it maybe could get three teams in there. I think the, the division with the next – the next best odds, because I'm going to roll with the Denver Broncos, I think it's going to be the West. The Chiefs are bringing back 20 of 22 starters. I'm not totally sure about the Steelers, so I'm not going to say the North. I don't think the Browns or Bengals are quite there yet. I mean, the Browns are bringing in Kevin Stefanski's new head coach. I think it will help them. I think the Browns will be better this year, but I think they'll still be half a step behind in the playoffs. I'm rolling with the Broncos and Chiefs in the West. I'm rolling with the Texans and Colts in the South. It'll be the Ravens and it'll be the Bills. Is that okay. seven? They get one seven more for you, and then one yeah, more, more and then happen. one more. All right, okay. Off-season program. Oh, now let me go to this one because we only have time for one more. Okay. Weirder sport to watch with no fans if it comes to this. Weirder sport to watch: mm, okay. basketball or football. Look, I think you could do golf tournaments right now, okay? No fans, yeah, everybody's yeah, social now, distance, yeah. you know, the caddy just kind of has, you know, grabs, has gloves or whatever. You could do it. I think you could do a golf tournament right now. Why not? With no fans, easy peasy. But I know you have locker room, yeah. whatever, and it's not it's a bad look. But uh, with no fans, golf, you know, I watch a lot of tournaments on Golf Channel that don't have any fans, you know, barely any. Yeah. If at all, they have that whatever the web.com tour is these days. I always forget what the sponsor is lately. Uh, some of the LPGA events. All right, but a weirder sport to watch with no fans. Is it basketball or football? Uh, I'm not sure if it's weirder, but I'm going to go with more annoying. It would be basketball. And it's this one's very simple to me because the one thing about basketball that drives me insane, and this is coming from somebody who has sensory issues with noise and certain types of noises, but the shoe squeak, the sneaker squeak on the floor <laughs> gets drowned out most times in a full fan-filled building. Yeah. And without that, it it would it would be nothing that would be it would be a cacophony of noise and just terror for my my senses. So, I would say it's got it would be basketball. I just I wouldn't be able I wouldn't be able to take that. Whereas in football, you'd hear the you'd hear the crunch of the pads First, you'd also hear the coaches on the sideline, which would be absolutely fantastic. Now, you would in basketball, too, but I think it would be even better in football. Um, it would, it would be fant- I think it would be fantastic in football. Well, I mean, just from a TV-watching standpoint, because of all that you could maybe hear that in a full stadium, you couldn't. So I would say weirder slash more annoying would be basketball over football. So that's, uh, that's what I would say. And that 
is more likely to happen. That was good, Mark. That was really, really good. You get kudos for that. Kudos to Nick Martin for joining us next. He sat down with Drew Doherty. They talked about all things coronavirus, putting weights in the back of his truck. Drew Doherty caught up with Nick Martin. We'll have for you next right here on Texans All Access. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Your hometown Whataburger drive-thru is open 24-7 as usual. But now, as we all adjust to this new normal, we've also kicked off curbside pickup for online orders from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So instead of walking your order to your table, we'll walk it right out to your car. Just because we can't be close doesn't mean we can't be neighborly. Whataburger. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the wait list and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice vs. LSU from a luxury suite this fall. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Tiff's Treats is a proud partner of the Houston Texans. Tiff's Treats is the original warm cookie delivery company and now has 10 Houston area locations with more on the way. Tiff's Treats bakes to order and delivers fresh, ooey-gooey, melt-in-your-mouth cookies right to your door. Order for yourself as a gift for someone else or pick some up at any location. Download the new Tiff's Treats app and use coupon code TEXANS for a free Tiff Blitz frozen dessert on any delivery order. Valid through 1130 and on in-zone deliveries only. 
You're listening to Texans All Access. For the latest stories and videos on your Houston Texans, check out HoustonTexans.com. Happy Friday, everybody. One final segment of this Friday edition of Texans All Access. John Harris here, Mark Vandermeer there, and it is time to catch up with Nick Martin. Marky sat down with Drew Doherty and shared all kinds of things that they're going through right now trying to get ready for the 2020 season. Yeah, this stuff, you can catch a lot of it on HoustonTexans.com on the Texans app. Drew has been checking in with players, and it's really cool stuff. So check it out there or listen right here as Drew sits down with Nick Martin. We've got Nick Martin, center for the Houston Texans, just hanging out on a Zoom, just like we always do, man, when we're talking together. Talking through the computer. Talking through the computer. How's life these days? Uh, it's different, obviously. Uh, you know, made the best of it. Um, a lot of family time with the wife, which is actually awesome. Um, it's been good, you know. Getting, we've actually been getting in touch with a lot of old friends um, from hometown, college, doing Zoom meetings or FaceTime or whatever. So, trying to reach out and talk to everyone. I'm going to touch on that in a little bit, but I want to go back about a week. We heard from Bill O'Brien and uh, Jack Easterby and Cal McNair last week, and one of the things that came out of that conference call was you loading up your truck with a lot of weightlifting equipment from the weight room. Tell us that story, how that all went down, and, and what's going on now, because it was something that O'Brien was he was praising you for and, and saying good things about you for it. Yeah, you know, obviously um, no one knows what lies ahead, but it's it's not a time off. you got to keep working, keep grinding. Um, you know, football's going to be back at some point, and that's our job. Um, so we kind of came up with a plan. I talked to Mike, and obviously we got the green light from O'Brien. Just when we knew if something like this was going to happen, almost like a contingency plan to get some weights um, to my garage so I can continue to work out and, um, you know, try to just continue to get better. Would you get like a hex bar, a bench? I mean, what was going on there? Yeah, I mean, kind of like the essentials, like you said, hex bar, bench, you know, enough plates, um, just enough to be able to continue to work out and get stronger. You know, I did one of these about a week ago with Jacob Martin, outside linebacker for the Texans, and he said he was in sort of a similar – well, you're all in the same situation, but – he said he outfitted his garage into a home gym, and he did so in the span of about 72 hours. He was going on Amazon, leaning on Mike Eubank, the guy you, you just mentioned, Mike, that's uh, the head strength and conditioning coach. What's what's your – where is this all st- now? Is it in your garage? Is it someplace yeah, else? Yeah, it's in my garage, actually. It's kind of um, it's kind of cool, actually. It's kind of fun just because um, it always takes you back to high school. You know, even <laughs> before that, when you just um, – anything, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, um, crunches like anything you can get done and get a sweat and get stronger you start doing it. and that's how it kind of all started so it kind of brings you back to your roots um you know you get used to having nice things and obviously college and recruiting is just crazy now and the nfl obviously you have nice weight rooms so it's kind of nice getting back to your roots yeah so what is a typical day like for you you mentioned you keep in touch with family and friends via facetime we've touched on the the, the working out stuff what's a day like for you because this is the time of year where you know, you're around the building a lot of the time, but you don't have to be there. Off-season yeah. conditioning doesn't start until April 20th or wasn't supposed to start until April 20th. What do you do day-to-day? I think it's uh, really the most important thing is keep a routine. I'm a huge routine guy, and, you know, most people who play in the NFL are. Um, so, you know, like I just said, waking up, working out every day, getting that workout in, eating protein shakes throughout the day. You know, you got to keep your weight and um, strength up. And then a lot of family time. So, you know, I talk to my parents and my brother – my brother, both my brothers are almost every day. Mm-hmm. He, my, my, uh, my brother in Dallas has a, I got a nephew, I'm a godfather to a one-year-old son, so, or his son. So, uh, you know, FaceTime him, he's a first grandchild, so it's fun seeing him. Um, and then just kind of spending time with the wife, you know, cooking dinner, uh, just hanging out, really. All right, we're going to get into cooking a little bit, too. But uh, how about your teammates? You, you, you heard from many of them. What are they up to that, that you hear from? Same thing, really, um, you know, especially the guys in Houston. Everyone's just trying to find a place to work out, you know, sneak on a field here or there, not get in trouble, but get some field work in. Um, so it's kind of the same thing. Everyone, everyone's on the same boat, to be honest. So when this all ends and we're back to football, what's your level of optimism for the 2020 offensive line? Because you're an optimistic guy in general, but I imagine it's a little bit higher this time around, knowing with what you got there around you uh, there at center. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, Jack and uh, OB did an unbelievable job, especially Deb, you know, putting this group together. And the nice thing, honestly, is we're going to have some um, cohesion and, you know, everyone's going to be back for the first time in a long time. So we're going to have guys who played for, with each other, like, through a whole season and then continue 
on that. And that's what we want to continue. Keep playing with each other, get, keep getting better. Obviously, LT doing his thing at left tackle. Everyone knows how good he is. Um, you know, Max taking that big step, which most rookies do into their second year. Um, Fulton doing his thing. He's a pro. He's been in the league, you know, forever now. And then Titus getting healthy and coming back on the field and just being the, you know, the finisher he is. Um, so it's going to be fun having all those guys back. And like you said, having a year under our belt and continuing building on that in year two. You had a really solid year as well. How much did you grow in 2019 and improve in your eyes on an individual basis, would you say? Uh, I think I did well. You know, you're, you're fighting, scratching pawn to get better each day, whether it's uh, film room, practice field. Um, you just really have to find one thing to get better each day. You can't focus on too much or it's not going to happen. Um, but, you know, it's kind of cliche, but either you get better or you get worse every day. So you just kind of choose one thing out and uh, work on that each day. You're still a relatively young player in terms of experience in the NFL. But next to you on the left was Max Sharping. He was a rookie last year. How much growth did you see out of him? Uh, there's an ice cream truck outside. Sorry, I haven't seen that. That's right. I got kids down the hall screaming. It's, um, yeah. Same boat. Uh, what was the question? Sorry. I said, you you know, you're relatively still pretty a young man in, in NFL terms. Next to you was rookie Max Sharping last year. How much growth did you see from him? A ton. And he, he's one of those guys you can tell early on. He, he's a professional. He does everything the right way. Comes to work, found his routine. Um, obviously very intelligent and bright, which – it, it helps, you know, the NFL is not easy. Um, so I think he's going to make a, I mean, obviously he grew first year, but I think he'll make a big jump in year two as well. Yeah. And kind of the same sort of thing with Titus Howard, you know, I, I spoke with him in December right before he exited with the knee injury, or maybe it was November, but he had said a really big thing for him was coming back and playing in that London game after missing a little bit of time with the knee injury. He said he proved a lot to himself and thought he, you know, kind of helped himself in the eyes of his teammates. Not that he necessarily needed it, but, that was a big stepping stone, a big mile marker for him. What is he and what does the future hold for him, you think? I mean, the sky's the limit for him. That that was big. It really was. You know, it showed everyone, which we knew, but, I mean, just, you know, putting into action how much he cares about the team, putting the team first, um, which he does every day. And he's uh, he's going to be good, man. He's a he's a finisher, you know. He gets in there and he wants to destroy people, which which is really good, and that's what you want on the line. That's what, who you want to play next to. Um, so I'm excited for year two for him as well. Yeah, and on top of that, last week on Twitter, we heard Kenny Stills say that Titus Howard is the funniest of the Houston Texans. A, is that true? And B, why would Stills say such a thing? Uh, I would say it is true. I mean, he's just yeah, he's just a country kid that kind of says what comes to his mind and, um, you know, happy-go-lucky. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't, he doesn't really get down. Um and it is. It's funny. Some of the stuff comes in the mouth is, is hilarious, and we love it. It brings a lot to the room for sure. On and on. All right, that's Nick Martin and Drew Doherty, and uh, there's a lot more to that, Johnny, as Drew's dozen. He asks a dozen questions, and I know he's rifling off questions right there, but this goes on for a while, and it's good stuff on HoustonTexans.com and the Texans app. And he also has one up there with Chester Pitts, and he mentioned what he did last week with Jacob Martin, and he's got one with James Palmer. So everybody's got to go check it out. Has to. I mean, this is a yeah, must it's, this weekend. It's, yeah, it's, it's great stuff. There, there's all kinds of stuff to check out this weekend. Uh, Football 101 is up on the site. Brandon Cooks. You can check out the Harris 100 and all my scouting reports um, that I've, I've got up there. FootballTakeover.com. I've got plenty more for you there. There's film rooms. There's all kinds of stuff for you to get caught up uh, this weekend. And, Mark, before we go, a couple of things that I happened to see today. One big one, Drew Brees going to NBC mm. when he is all done. What was your gut reaction to that? Well, I love it, but why are we announcing this now? And who's going to lose their job next? Because Dan Fouts lost his gig. His contract expired. They did not renew it. I think Fouts is a pretty good announcer, pretty good analyst. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just too bad yep. because, you know, he's my favorite all-time pro quarterback. But I, I like it. I like Breeze going to TV. I think he's going to do a really fine job. And I kind of wish for a TV, from a TV standpoint, it was sooner rather than later. Yeah, Drew Brees. I, I, I'm curious as to when this happens, but – I'm guessing Chris Collinsworth at that point is I don't, yeah, yeah, a I question know. mark. I don't know. Who else? I mean, it's it's got to be him, but I think Collinsworth is good. And by the way, while I'm at it, I wish Drew yeah. Brees retired right before Monday Night Football last year in 2019, the opener. Yeah, that that would have been nice to retire right yeah, before that, that last good. drive. That would have been good. Yeah, that 
That would have been really, really fun. My goodness. Brandon Cooks will have played with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Deshaun Watson. I'm not even going to throw Jared Goff in there. Although I will say, Mark, as I watched Goff, in that, it, it, he, boy, he, he can't throw it now. He can, he can throw it. He just, I don't know, there's something about him that I'm not totally, he's not that tier one quarterback in this league. But he can throw it. But, man, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Deshaun Watson in your career. Uh, he's Brandon Cooks had some Brandon Cooks has had some help in this league. There's no question uh, about that. A big thanks to Drew Doherty, to Nick Martin, Mark. Obviously, to you. We will be back on Monday. Everybody have a safe and happy weekend. Bridget, thank you so much for what you're doing for the show, keeping us on the air with all the technical difficulties that you have to deal with on a daily basis. Thank you very much, and thank you to all of you for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. And as always, go Texans. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. March's Star of Courage winner presented by Apache is K-9 officer for SciFair ISD, Glenn Mayo. Mayo has served with the Houston Police Department for 27 years and during his time has won numerous life-saving awards. During Hurricane Harvey, he spent weeks rescuing people with the HPD dive team without taking a second to think about himself. He has truly dedicated his life to serving Houston and ensuring everyone's safety. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our March Star of Courage winner. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 70 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, live music, and one of the top golf courses in the state. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort in Kinder, Louisiana's best bet. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon. And it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Rooting for the family team has become quite the tradition at Amity Bank. It's something we grew up doing, and it's something that defines who we are. We're also big fans of rooting for family businesses, because in all of our years of banking, we found that when we treat every business like family, they tend to prosper. So if you're a family business and you need a bank, come see us today. Amogee Bank. Here you grow. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Due to recent world events, Hyundai Assurance is back. If you buy or lease a new Hyundai by April 30th and lose your job this year due to COVID-19, we'll cover your payments for up to six months. And for current owners financing through Hyundai Motor Finance, we have a program to protect you too. To our Hyundai family, we've got your back. To learn more, go to HyundaiUSA.com. Hyundai Assurance. Offer requires financing through Hyundai Motor Finance. Restrictions apply and proof of job loss required. See dealer for details. Offer ends April 30th, 2020. Already counting down the days until your next college football Saturday? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 5th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to kick off 2020 with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. Whether you're living in a midtown high-rise or you're moving into your forever home, we have the options you need and the prices you really want. Visit today and find stylish sofas, dining sets, and more, starting as low as $10 per month. Ashley Home Store has financing options made to fit any budget. Start designing your dream home today. We have 12 Houston-area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff. Caught by Dykin. 
They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Telemundo Houston is number one for breaking news, weather, entertainment, and sports. Tune in every Sunday night at 11 p.m. for Houston Texans Primero EDS for complete game highlights, upcoming game analysis, plus exclusive interviews all season long with Houston's most experienced sports team. Tune in every Sunday night at 11 p.m. Telemundo Houston y Domina la Acción, exclusive Spanish home of the Houston Texans. Papa John's Killen's Barbecue Pulled Pork Pizza. The best barbecue pizza you've ever had. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's. It's our new Keith from Papa John's. It's our new Keith from Papa John's.